are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hard for Sound is your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candice Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candice D. Cooper. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. So here's what I have on tap for you today. Carolina falls to Florida State. We're going to talk about that game a little bit. We're going to go into, okay, listen, we played great for three days. We had a good Duke win. We had a good Notre Dame win. We had a good Virginia Tech win. We came up short in the semifinals. But what did we learn about this team, this resilience, this more consistent like behavior that we've seen from the heels so far this season and how that will carry us in. I feel like we're going to play with a chip given the Florida State game and how lopsided it was for ref-type reasons, right? So let's talk about that. More importantly, Carolina is going dancing, so we are going to talk about the fact that Carolina is in the tourney and they are looking to ruffle some feathers, specifically if they pass the first round against Wisconsin. And then, man, they probably have Baylor that they're going to have to get over, and that is not going to be an easy feat. So let's talk about that. Finally, got some baseball action. Wanted to, uh, mm, yeah, what did I want to (laughs) do? I wanted to share with you guys, they swept Clemson, so we're going to have that. You know, this is a Justice Thompson staying account, so we're going to talk about all of that today. So make sure you guys lock and load it and get on in and buckle up because it's going to be a good ride. All right, so let's talk about the ACC championship game. Georgia Tech played Florida State and beat them 80-75. to It was a great matchup. But, you know, I want to just you know, briefly have an aside here, go on a soapbox, what have you. I'm going to go on a high horse. Two teams that had canceled games in the tourney. Obviously, Georgia Tech did not play Virginia, so that was a game that certainly a lot of people were wondering if Virginia was going to run the whole show. But, of course, a positive test in their program kept them out. And then you had the Florida State who was supposed to play Duke, but Duke came up with a positive test the very next day and was unable to complete the tournament, so they did not play. Ended up playing us and then getting, ultimately losing in the finals. Now, I'm all for giving teams their credit. Two teams that had canceled games in the tourney, though, do you put an asterisk by this title? I don't know. I'm, I'm very much asking you all. I feel like it's like, okay, this is the times we're adjusting Athletes still have to put in work. Everybody, what what can you do? You can't help another team having to forfeit, right? So that's not on you. You got to prepare mentally, get up, you know, X, Y, Z. But how much of that do you give to athletes? But still acknowledge that it's not a normal year. So, of course, people are going to look at you slightly. Like, what could have been? And we might always wonder what if. Hell, we wondered what if for an entire year in the 2020 season, the fact that we did not get to play basketball for you didn't get to see a tournament you didn't get to see a NCAA tournament so I think there's always going to be the what ifs you got to deal with what is and that's just the cards that have been dealt and hopefully next season we don't even have this conversation I look forward to just a complete year of athletics start to finish where teams do not have to leave for a positive test you saw this weekend there were other teams around the country Kansas couldn't play in their tournament you had in North Carolina A&T who ended up having a false positive, and they were probably the only team that had the false positive and still weren't able to come back and compete because at that point it was too late. But it's unfortunate because, as we know, HBCUs are usually put stuck in that first four category that they have to play to get into the tournament, and so they don't have an opportunity 
to play in the NCAA tournament if they don't get that first four spot. And so to me, it's just really a gut punch with a team that did so well. And here we are just letting them, you know, not be able to be in the tournament at all whatsoever. And I think if it was a Duke situation, Duke would be in that tournament, right? I think if it was any other team, if it was a Kansas, if it was, even if it wasn't a blue blood, a mid-major, I think we'd be having different conversations. So I just want that to be taken into consideration when we look at selection committees and we think about these other schools and these are the HBCUs type schools. And I just think they need to be just like everybody else. Your season is your season. You get in, you get, get in, you get out, you get out, right? Like let's just base it on that. So hopefully we graduate to that point and we can stop having only HBC. Well, having HBCUs only compete in the force for a round before they get an opportunity to get into 64. But that's my soapbox. <laughs> my, my three cents that you didn't ask for, but I decided to give you anyway. So, all of that to say, Carolina unfortunately did not land in the championship game, and that's all right, right? We had played really, really well. It's hard to play a lot of basketball in relay. Of course, AAU, that's all cool, right? Until you got to play them games back to back to back. But Carolina certainly put up the fight, and Roy Williams said it best, right? Saying in his post-game conversation, okay, you know, listen, bottom line is their defense late in the game was much stronger than our offense was. We did not get a good shot after all RJ made those three free throws to put us up. We never got another good shot after that. The whole time, their defense was better than our offense. Throughout the course of the game, we missed a bunch of free throws. Yes, that would have helped us. There's no question about that. They're a fantastic offensive team but they got but then when they get you to turn it over they do so the second half we didn't turn it over nearly as much but I'm looking here we shoot 39% in the second half it's a lot better than 27% we shot in the first half but the bottom line was their defense was a lot stronger than our offense amen and listen what it all boiled down to was terrible shot select terrible shot selection at the end it was panic mode I felt like the team was just in panic mode. If it got, you know, of course they knew they could get back in the game and beat Florida State. They've done it before. But I think there is more on the line than a regular season win. It's an ACC, a chance to get an ACC championship game, which that wasn't even sniffed at last season, right? And here we are almost close couple shots later we could have been in there and you just live with that but the heels are a team that just sometimes still working on that patience to find the right shot or run the right play feeling like you have to be the hero sometime playing hero ball and putting it all on your shoulders when you know at this stage last year maybe that was the case where somebody just had to take it on but I don't think We've really seen one person, like, have, of course, you have people who have played good games, but one person just take over the entire game. I'm not sure, but that's a good thing because that means you have help. That means you have great people beside you who can take over in moments when you might, you know, not have the greatest shot or you might not be playing defensively sound like you should. So I think Carolina is growing into that and they still have a long way to go. And hopefully we get a couple of guys back. It really just depends on how this tournament goes. I know Dayron is gone, but other than that, Everybody needs to bring their tail right on back. <laughs> I hope, you know, not getting the championships that you're used to has that motivation to bring you back for at least one more season. But back to the Florida State Carolina matchup, the UNC, they had the scoring leader of Caleb with 13. The rebound leader was Garrison with eight. And the assist leaders were Anthony and RJ with two each. Carolina, again, only shot 33% on the night, 33% from three and 56% from free throw, which is such a regression from the 85% I demand, 75% I'll take, but 56% is just frustrating. It feels like we're back 
to like the same conversation we had in the beginning of the season, the same kind of conversation we had talking about Texas and Stanford games, right? Where in Stanford, you got away with it. You're able to come out with a win. The Texas game came down to like, listen, the little things, the details, being in close games, free points matter, <laughs> right? And I think that Carolina was not able to capitalize on free points. Normally, you know, FSU is not a hacky sack, uh, hacking team. So like you have the opportunity to get in the game. And yet when you get to the line, you can't make your free throw. That's frustrating, man. Because that's just easy money. That's just fundamentals. That's going to sleep and just shooting shots. Like it's your off day. So I'm hoping as Carolina preps and heads to Indy, that is what they're doing every single practice to ensure that they do not be one of ones or make zero out of two like they have to make their free throws when it matters like okay RJ can make three free throws in a row I promise you I did not believe he was gonna make all three of them things he did then we go back to field goal field goal opportunities and not hitting right shots so it's like Carolina is missing it's always one piece right we do great in one area and then we struggle in the other only having 12 turnovers in the night great but god knows capitalize on the, the points that you can get when Florida State has 18, right? You have 42 rebounds. Make sure it counts. Make sure you put it back in the basket. Don't just get the rebound to do nothing with it, right? That was, you wasted my time. So I think that's what's aggravating most about this team. Carolina was only able to get 15 points off turnovers, 24 points in the paint, which to me, your bigs are your bread and butter. Not next. FSU got 36. Can't happen, right? Second chance points, Carolina got 18. Fast break points, Carolina had eight. And bench points, Carolina only had 18 at FSU's 29, which to me, we have been talking about all season how our bench comes off and helps. Hell, they can sometimes get in the game faster than the four, than the starters can start. And yet, <laughs> we have got Scatler point games when we've had 40 points from the bench. So I'm hoping that guys step up in every single way. Whose night is it going to be when they come off the bench and give that energy? Is it going to be a day on? Is it going to be a walker? That's what we'll, we'll need it. <laughs> it's essential. Our bigs are going to have to play the games of their lives to survive in this tournament. We are completely a survive and advance team. Do what needs to be done to get by. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm begging and praying for this team to do. I had said, don't let fresh legs deter you, right? Carolina bigs were able to wear down Virginia Tech. Unfortunately, they were not able to do that with Florida State. There were some crucial shots that Carolina missed again towards the end when I said that the Carolina had to have a strong defensive performance because Scotty Barnes, Raycon Gray, Cooper Vika are having are going to have a good game. They won't let up on you. They did exactly that. <laughs> Carolina was not able to really get shots off the way they should starting out the first half with only 24 points. It was like, man, back to square one. The regression is just weird. It's so odd to me to have three strong, solid games and then just fall off so hard. And if you think about a tournament-type atmosphere – Carolina is going to have to have two really big games before they get a break. So I'm just, I'm praying, I'm believing, <laughs> I'm hoping for, but I think it's going to be very interesting how Carolina does it. So they've done three games, right? Can they do two back-to-back? -back? I think it can be done, right? I think it can be done. Carolina has shown itself worthy, but they're going to have to do a hell of a lot more from the free throw line if they want to be in the game. And listen, they had less than 15 turnovers. That's what I wanted. They, had, they, made their free, they did not make their free throws, though, which was crucial. One or the other. <laughs> I'm ready for it to stop being one or the other. I just want good non-turnover situations and solid free throw making. That's all. I, honestly, if Carolina were to lose on Friday against Wisconsin, yet make all of their free throws, 
I'm not going to be the maddest person in the world. If they keep an under 15 turnovers, make their free throws, and Wisconsin just shooting out the gym, yeah, I'm going to be mad that they can't defend the perimeter. But hey, I'll be happy that Carolina finally has aced the basics because that lets me know that there is something on the horizon where that is just who you are. That's rudimentary skills that you are, boom, don't even worry about. I can do that. We can build on the other stuff, right? We can have a good off season and head into spring and to fall and make sure that we're ready to go by October. We can do all that. That can be teachable. So that's I, that's my three cents for that. So we move on, we focus, and we get ready for a good tournament, which I think Carolina is going to have to have if they want to be a Wisconsin. But before I get into that, I want to make sure you guys know about Blue Chew, which is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of your licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive prescription within days. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and slip ship direct so it's cheaper than a pharmacy so if you can benefit from the extra confidence when it's time to perform visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information and we've got a special deal for you head to bluechew.com bluechew.com will offer you uh whew, when you try bluechew free when you use your promo code locked on at checkout just pay five dollars in shipping that's bluechew.com promo code locked on to receive your first month free Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports in action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers award shows, TVs, and reality TV. So if you had a chance, you could have bet on the Grammys last night, right? Real-time updates, odds, props, and almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets. It's free to sign up. Head to our website, betonline.ag, or use mobile device to sign up today, and you get 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski has Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right, so North Carolina men's basketball team is a number eight seed in the South region and will play number nine, Wisconsin, on Friday. The Tar Heels and Badgers will play at 7.10 p.m. on Friday on CBS in Indy at Purdue's Mackey Arena. The winner will advance to play the game between number one seed Baylor and number 16 seed Hartford. I have never been a harder Hartford fan in my entire life. We've seen it before. Only one team has ever beat a number, a 16 seed has ever beat a number one seed. Heck, it could happen. Anything could happen, right? I would never wish COVID on anybody. I would never wish a team not being able to play because of COVID because I think that's gross. I've had COVID personally. I don't, you know, all of that, right? 
I want everyone to play because I want to beat the best team available. So much do I hope so that that is Hartford. <laughs> I am praying that Hartford just finds an extra bone and like <laughs> they just find an extra gear. They're just figuring it out as they go. They just, you know, go into overdrive to beat Baylor. I would be so very happy and pleased right? I still think Carolina has to go through an um, like a hill that's just cool. We start out with the Badgers, fine. But it lets you know where you are, right? In many ways. It lets you know like ACC to a Big Ten, a lot of people give a lot of hype to the Big Ten this season. Was it worth it? We'll definitely see on Friday because <laughs> Wisconsin has certainly been a team that has lost some great close games to some great Big Ten matchups. And while we played Iowa in the Big Ten ACC matchup, that was not exactly our best performance okay so we're hoping that Wisconsin still feels a little shaky a little dicey when it's all said and done the Tar Heels were the number six seed in the ACC last week and as we know they beat Notre Dame and Virginia Tech before losing to Florida State and of course we're all excited about it including Coach Williams who said we were ecstatic to be playing in the NCAA tournament there are a couple times during the season when we were wondering whether or not we would make the field but our team kept getting a little bit better and better so I'm just ecstatic for these kids who have endured so much due to COVID and have opportunity to continue their season. This will be an unusual tournament to say the least, but particularly for our coaches, because we have so many young players who will be playing in the NCAA tournament for the first time. Wisconsin will be a big time challenge, but we played our way into our seed. We will have to play very well to advance, but we are looking forward to the opportunity. So Carolina is, they know, right? And I'm glad that you have a veteran coaching staff who can keep it to your plane, including guys who have won championship, Sean May, right, who have been in a strong field, Kendall Marshall, guys who can actually talk to you from your level. Because sometimes you don't get it from Roy, right, who's won national championship. Like, it doesn't hit – it hits different from a guy who's been on the court doing it. So hopefully those guys all week are pouring into these young freshmen, letting them know, like, your guard play is going to have to be elite. If you want to beat a Wisconsin, your guard play, your big performance is going to have to be top tier to beat a Baylor type. Other teams that are in the South region, right? So it's Baylor and Hartford, North Carolina and Wisconsin, Villanova and Winthrop, and Purdue and North Texas. So mind you, let's say Carolina for kicks and gigs <laughs> gets past, uh, let's say North Carolina gets past Baylor and Wisconsin, right? Cool. Then you absolutely have to get past a Villanova or Purdue. Great. We all know Purdue is essentially playing at home. Okay. So Villanova is also not a team to sleep on if they, if they get past. So it's going to be a very a solid, solid <laughs> bracket. And I think that ultimately, if I'm going to be a realist, right? If I'm going to be a realist, I always bank on the heels because that's just what it is. Cool. But if I'm going to be okay, I've seen the season. I've seen how it play out. I really feel like it's going to be Baylor coming out of the South region. But Villanova might upset them. Purdue might get the edge on the energy of the home field. But Baylor looks pretty good. <laughs> Baylor looks pretty good. If we beat Baylor, I'm saying we're going to go to the final four. We might just win the MFR. Okay. <laughs> if Carolina is able to beat Baylor, I might just say we're going to win this whole mother effort. All right. That's you heard it here first. How to take of the season. How to take all have yet. Right. I already told y'all Carolina football was going undefeated. So, hey, listen, I'm, I'm the type of person I can put it out there because I believe in my squad like that. I'm willing to hold us down. But I truly feel like Carolina can get past Wisconsin. If Carolina can get past Baylor, 
Man, oh man. If they can get out of that bracket, that's a different team. That's a team that's that's fighting differently. That I'm full on brand on first, Jordan brand energy. I'm all about. So let's pray. We can find some free throws. Let's pray. We can minimize the turnovers. I'm going to give you some keys all throughout the week that I think Carolina is ultimately able to win this game. So we'll have to make sure you guys come back every single day to get locked and loaded and get hyped for that, right? Cool. Well, what I've been telling you about Built Bar, make sure you get the best protein bar ever on the mil- on the market. They've got Built Bar Madness, right? The t- low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing protein bar is setting up for its own tourney. So you got to go to at Built underscore bar for today's matchup. Go to BuiltBar.com and see who is up against who. I personally love cookies and cream. Not quite sure how they're doing. Haven't last checked, but I'm feeling like they could be in the final four right if you use promo code locked on 20 to get 20 percent off your next order you will be set up for a very good again 100 chocolate protein bar that'll make you get right as we head into the summertime vibes right so make sure you tune into that 20 percent off your next order locked on 20 okay so don't forget head to builtbar.com NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson, host of Locked On's Peacock and Williamson, every Monday through Friday, Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday in the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Now I wanted to round out the show, letting you guys know again that our Carolina baseball team is doing the damn thing. They swept Clemson this weekend. They are looking to get back on track after losing to Virginia Tech and Liberty, and they will face Liberty yet again moving forward. But I just wanted to let y'all know it's Justice Thompson's stand account. They are doing well, moving in the right direction. They are trying to stay focused, only have four losses to the season so far. So we're all good over there on that. And we saw Coach Roy Williams at the – Boschmer Stadium heading or watching the Tar Heels compete for after you know that's so it shows his support for the student athletes here right after giving three million dollars and deciding oh my team's locked into focus and then losing still wanting to come out and support new head coach so I think that's really just good on Roy and it's true testament to who he is as a coach but that's all I got for you guys today make sure you come back again tomorrow as we're breaking that down might get a crossover episode this week from Wisconsin Wisconsin versus Carolina, that's who we got in front of us. That's who we got to beat. So we'll make sure that we set you up nicely for things to watch out during the game, some tips to follow and all that good stuff. So appreciate you guys listening. Come back tomorrow. Stay smart. Stay safe out there. Make sure you wash your hands, all that good stuff. Sign up for whatever you need to get signed up for so we can get all back outside and we have no more people dropping out of tournaments, okay? Period. Hope you guys have a great day. And as always, go Heels. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.